Hello, hello, and welcome to another podcast. And in tune with the festive times, today's podcast is about Christmas and more specifically the stresses which come to the surface during what should be a joyous time. So here goes with the 12 stresses of Christmas and what we could really do to try and avoid them. So the first stress of Christmas is money, money, money. Now it's easy to get carried away buying things for Christmas, but the reality is the bank balance gets smaller and life still goes on after the event. Yes, setting a budget helps and yes, writing lists does too. But what's really needed at this time is a little bit of self-discipline and self-control, knowing when enough is enough. Otherwise, this first stress ends up lingering on well into next year. Use the budget, use the list, add up the cost as you go along. And when it's done, take a little bit of time to look at what you have bought and add it all up. Pause to acknowledge and then get cracking with the wrapping. See the wrapping as an event to mark the end of buying. The second stress of Christmas is, yep, the dreaded shopping. It can feel like a real painful experience as you encounter the masses on the same mission as yourself. The bag bashers who seem unaware as they whack you with their bags passing by. The bollards, people who just stand there in the middle of the pavement or shop, oblivious to the fact that they are in your way. The queue jumpers, the family who, who all walk in a line side by side as if they own the pavement, the queues, the hot shops, the list goes on. But remember, all these people are only trying to do the same as yourself. Give them a smile and guess what? You may well get a smile back. Slow down as you walk around. I bet you will get where you want to go in just the same amount of time. Now the third stress of Christmas is decorations. Now there are some amazing decorations out there. Major lights displays on the fronts of houses. Living rooms turned into Santa's grottos. Decorations which creep around the house quicker than ivy growing. Each year seems to be a need to be better than the last. Homes become construction sites as all of the decorations and trees are erected. Can be painful, can be stressful. So why not stick on the music, get out the snacks and reach down deep inside you. Bring that child in you out and make it a fun event. Even if the misery monster sat in the armchair looks on with disinterest. If you want to make the place look festive, do it for you. Now the fourth stress of Christmas is the to-do list and time. Stress creeps in here big time. A list that keeps growing of things to do, people to see, things to buy. Meanwhile, everyday life, work and routine still continues and gets in the way. 
Well, you may just remember that Rome wasn't built in a day, and likewise, all the preparations can't be done in one day either, especially if you leave it till Christmas Eve. Little things, one at a time, may just be a more enjoyable approach. And it helps to create that excitement to the climax of the big day. The fifth stress of Christmas is great expectations. That picture postcard image of Christmas we create in our minds, reinforced by the TV adverts, Christmas films, postings on social media, can be miles from reality. Here's a reality, you can't please everybody. This perception of perfection isn't something to strive for. Stop and think, what really does matter? What is fun, and what's pleasant and what's relaxing for you at Christmas? What does it really mean and why? It's not a performance, it's not a competition. Which brings us on to the next stress because the sixth stress of Christmas is family and relationships. It can be for disaster, the gathering of a family all in the same room for hours. Often the only time in the year it happens too. Conversations can be tense, one-upmanship can creep in, the noise, children playing, old people grumbling. Heated discussions on politics, sports, clashes of personality and conflict all creep in. It all sounds like a pressure cooker ready to explode. You can't make people enjoy the day in the way that you want them to, any more than you wouldn't want someone to try and force you to be and do what you didn't want. And you know what? It's not your responsibility either. Being the peacemaker can be an exhausting role to play. People enjoy the day in different ways, and they show it in different ways too. It's a day for relaxing and enjoying time together in a natural and comfortable way. It's not torture. And if there's any contentious topics of conversation which are guaranteed to ignite the fire, then make it a rule that they are a no-go areas just for this one day. Well, the seventh stress of Christmas has to be food. That Christmas dinner has, in many cases, grown now into more of a banquet. Influenced by the feasts we see presented to us in pictures posted and adverts screened, we stock the cupboards and fridges with enough food to cater for the whole street or to keep us going for weeks beyond. And that kitchen becomes the crazy zone and the head chef stir crazy. As they say, more hands make light work. And as Christmas dinner is the centerpiece of the day, then if we can all help in some little way, then maybe the head chef can enjoy the day too. A friend shared recently that they have a traditional dinner and keep it simple. But everyone gets involved in making the snacks, preparing the food. That way they feel part of the creation, which I thought was a really good idea. 
The mention of food brings me on to the eighth stress of Christmas. Weight gain. Now, many worry about their weight, starving themselves to fit into their Christmas outfit, worrying about the onslaught of calories and fear that the after effects of that Christmas banquet, snacks before and after. Unless someone is spoon feeding you the food, you do have control. But you know what? There are 365 days in a year. In fact, I think next year's a leap year, so that's 366. And if there is one day you can give yourself a break from worrying about what and how much food you eat, then surely Christmas Day can be a day. So give yourself a break. Now the ninth stress of Christmas is visiting. It's fascinating to observe how quickly family traditions can become established, which brings the expectations of someone providing Christmas dinner for extended family, or everyone cramming into the car, new toys and presents in tow to embark on a journey to visit others. One person's expectation can become then another person's perceived obligation. And before you know it, people are spending the day doing things and going places that neither they or others actually really want to do. What's missing from all of this is conversation. People being honest and sharing what they really want to do on the day and who they want to be with and for how long too. The 10th stress of Christmas is cabin fever. Too much time indoors, that sense of claustrophobia. It can be suffocating, energy zapping. A great cure is the escape hatch called that front door. Why not make a point of getting some fresh air and build up a bit of time outdoors on the day? Even a walk around the block. Might even give you an appetite for that Christmas feast. But if you do use that escape hatch, remember you have to go back. The 11th stress of Christmas is fatigue. Is it any wonder, with all that Christmas seems to now entail, fatigue can really set in before that special day? Managing stress on the build-up, checking in with yourself every day, means you may just make it to Christmas in a state to enjoy the day. And the twelfth and final stress of Christmas is loneliness. A person can feel lonely on their own, but equally they can feel lonely in a crowded room. On this day more than any other, it's important to take time to think of others. Absence of a loved one can be particularly hard to manage at this time. I always remember as a child on Christmas Day making the phone calls to grandparents who lived far away. Not really appreciating at that time how much it probably meant to them and the sense of connection it gave. I've been fortunate in the sense that I've only ever missed one Christmas Day with my sons when I was stuck up a mountain site thousands of miles away. But boy, that was painful. And yes, nowadays we can text and we can email, 
but the voice means so much more. Make that call, FaceTime or whatever, but spoken words carry the emotion that printed words alone seem to lack. But we need to be aware of those in the same room too. A smile, a hug, a thank you, a how you're feeling may just make a difference to the person sat right beside you. There's no price tag on priceless memories because they tend to be the simple things. Connection and time with those important in our lives. Making it a time to be thankful for being a part of their lives and for them being a part of ours. The best gift is giving. Giving of yourself with no expectation and seeking no reward. Have a great Christmas. Not a stressful Christmas. Go for it. Thanks for listening to another podcast by Develop Direction in Life. My name's Richie and I'll catch you all again soon. Ciao for now.